Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours but i mean that was fun last night between those two teams yeah. was, I, was, I was super i was really into that because you know, being a knicks guy and having a game like that showing some fight i know it was awesome that was cool it, it was it was I great even was digging it now, you even like, damn even blowing a huge lead like that was sort of fun well <laughs> i'm telling you and i'll okay. explain i'll explain why later but All right. uh what was not as fun That's called a tease yeah i guess <laughs> What was not as fun was watching the Miami Dolphins play football again. You better not say a dang thing about Kiko Alonso. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go there this morning. Because uh, McCaffrey had to mash out and peel out on him on one play. Whew, yeah. That guy is good. Yeah, I'm not going to say uh, anything about him this morning <laughs> because the last time we had a conversation about him, we almost killed each other. So, uh, <laughs> But I need to know. Why Cam Newton is so much better when Kelvin Benjamin isn't around. <laughs> I don't know exactly why that is, but there is a lot of data to prove that that's the case. Now, just to make a little bit of a reference to the first thing that you talked about with the Knicks, you know, they get rid of Carmelo Anthony, they get rid of Phil Jackson, they seem like there's a little bit of a a different feel and a fresh start and young guys there. We've seen that before, getting rid of some dead wood in certain places and giving younger guys opportunities seems to work out. But this one's different than that type of thing to me. And you would think that a guy who is a very big target and someone that no one has really said anything bad about, not like he's a negative influence at all on a locker room, that removing him from an offense... With a quarterback, and any quarterback in football loves a giant target like that, makes their quarterback an MVP candidate. He won an MVP when Kelvin Benjamin wasn't around, and now he's playing like it again. That game last night was the best game that Cam has played since 2015. Uh, 245 passing, 95 on the ground, something of of that nature. And I think it's because he's healthy, man. He's much healthier this year than he was a season ago, coming off the MVP season. And you see that. Now, how long will he stay healthy, running the ball like he did last night, the zone reads? uh, They look fantastic. No one knew how to pick him up. You had Cameron Wade crashing at times, Kiko Alonso not knowing whether I need to go outside and take the pitch, man. He had him fooled and he had him schooled as far as trying to stop the zone read and he's pitching it to McCaffrey. Jonathan Stewart has long runs. Uh, he's got new receivers he's breaking in. Funches is continually continuing to uh, develop and become a main target for him. And he's doing all this. You mentioned Kelvin Benjamin. How about no Greg Olson? Uh, Dixon comes in and, and guy who pretty much did nothing there at Baltimore uh, coming out of Oregon and, and now he, you know he he's one of the main targets, uh, make some great catches, a one-touchdown catch, uh, outstretched catch he made. Uh, so uh, he's got some new guys he's leaning on. and But the main thing is that he's healthy and he's running around like he did when he was the MVP of the league. Yeah, and, and that is a scary thing for the rest of the league. And I knew at some point this conference would shape up and guys would rise to the top, teams would rise to the top in the NFC, and you'd have a better idea of who was a real contender. 
And you're starting to see that now. And and I, I hate to say it because I have gotten into the Vikings here a little bit, even more than last year. There's just something about this group, the underdog group. I don't have as much expectations for them with Case Keenum and quarterback and the Teddy Bridgewater thing is kind of fun. But you know, now you got to put the Panthers ahead of them too yeah. in this conference, even though the Vikings have that two seed right now. Out of all those teams, whether it's the Rams, the Saints, the Panthers, obviously the Eagles are all ahead of the Minnesota Vikings. And the defense for the Carolina Panthers, if they continue to play like this, and they're right at the top of the NFL in defense, and Cam is going to look like 2015 Cam, then you might put them ahead of all those teams, including the Eagles. I mean, that's how good they can be because we've seen it before from them. There was a point where I was convinced that they were going to be a Super Bowl champion because they were so good, and that wasn't all that long ago. And the reason why they were that good is because Cam was playing the way he was last night, and when he plays the way he does last night, he's the best player in football. Yeah, I and mean, when that defense plays like they're they're playing, doesn't matter what happens on the defensive side of the ball. He can have ill-advised throws. He can fumble. He can have interceptions because they've got guys who can stop him. And, and Steve Wilkes is going to be assistant coach of the year. I forget what they call it in the NFL. It's Frank Brawls Award in, in, in the college ranks for those assistants. But uh, the defensive coordinator is doing a wonderful job with this bunch, and if they can keep Luke Keekley in there along with Thomas Davis, um, probably the best tandem in all of uh, the pro game. Uh, you're going to have uh, a team to reckon with. And that front four, we've seen them hunt. They, they fell off last year up front. Uh, they, they didn't rush the passer as well for whatever reason. And now they're back to hunting this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out with Carolina now playing well. And you have New Orleans playing well. And, and you mentioned the Eagles. You know, th- these teams, uh, they have excellent defenses. And 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 now you have healthy quarterbacks in all these spots, and, and quarterbacks who are are doing their thing, and especially Cam, because we've seen this movie before, and we know when he's on, this offense is on, and you have so many guys you have to account for. Now I love the way they move around McCaffrey, and they mentioned it last night on the broadcast how before Benjamin was moved on to uh, Buffalo, uh, it, McCaffrey was involved in about fifty six percent of the plays. Now it's all the way up to eighty percent, and they're using him myriad ways like they did there at Stanford. You put him at the slot, you put him at running back, you, you put him anywhere you want, and you can get him in those one-on-one situations, and more times more times than not, he's going to win. How are the Dolphins 4-5, and five, by the way? How did they go into that game last night 4-4? Four and four? You know, they have the third worst point differential in all of football at 4-5, and five, and the only teams that are worse are the Cleveland Browns at minus 97, the Dolphins are minus 87, the Browns are minus 97, and the Colts are minus 101. I'm sorry, the fourth, because the Giants beat them by one point at minus 88. But think about those yeah. teams. I uh, mean, th- <laughs> you're talking 3-7, and 0-9, oh and, and the Giants 1-8. and eight are, And then the 49ers are one point better in minus 86. And somehow the Dolphins, with all of that in that group, have won four football games this year, which just seems like a miracle. <laughs> and at this point, they are going to fall completely apart out of this race. I know Adam Gase said stuff last night like, well, this is just three games out of 16, and you could turn things around. Give me a reason why this team is going to be any good for the rest I, of 2017. The only hope they have is to lean on their defense, and uh, they didn't look great last night. Uh, everyone gashed them, whether it was Stewart, whether it was McCaffrey, it was Newton. Everyone, the wide receivers, 
everyone had a hand in making that defense look putrid. So I don't know other than that what they can lean on. They definitely can't lean on the quarterback play. That that throw there prior to the halftime, which allowed Carolina to go down and score another touchdown before they went into the the locker room, that was a terrible decision, horrible decision. Luke Keekley, as smart as he is, reading that route, little boot, he gets underneath the route, and Cutler throws it right to him. You have an underneath receiver. You have a back there in the flat. Hit him. And 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 Cutler, as, as long as he's been in this league, he should know better than that. You don't make that pass. You're already behind. Uh, don't try to get too much. Let's just get in the locker room with this deficit we have right now. But, no, he throws that pass. It's just a dumb pass. You can't make that throw. No, just, yeah. Yeah, I no mean, sense. I mean, so all... no, I don't have any hope for them. I have no hope for the quarterback, and and I have no hope for this offensive line. They can't protect him. Uh, you, you got Julius Peppers, seventeenth, eighteenth year, fourth leading sacker all time in the NFL. He's getting back there after the quarterback. They have nothing up front, and they have nothing on the center. Yeah, and, and let's not forget they had an assistant coach with a drug fueled love video that he, he sent shared to it a with his offensive lineman. They a, probably play better. <laughs> hey guys, come in here. We're going to meet in my office today. Oh, what Never a mind year! That white substance on the table there. What a year for them. A good thing that the U is back for <laughs> fans of Miami football They'll because the uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then this was a playoff team a year ago, and and we. we I, I was watching this, and I was thinking about all the expectations for the Dolphins coming in, much like the New York Giants, a team that was a playoff uh, uh, participant a season ago. And you look at the Giants, then you look at, at Miami. Now, they're not as bad as the Giants, those four wins. But still, the way they played these last two out of three, allowing 40 points in two out of three, uh, the, their ball games here lately, uh, they do not look good. Can they turn it around? Yeah, sure, anything can happen. You still have seven games left, but I don't see how. I, I just don't see they're not going to get it from the quarterback play. You'll get it every now and then. It's sporadic. Every now and then he'll he'll look like an all-pro guy, and, and then you'll have passes like you had right there before the, the halftime. Well, it's funny because that NFC East there, or sorry, the AFC East rather, for a while looked like it had four teams that could grab a mm-hmm. playoff spot, and now it looks like once again there's one. Yep. Like there always is. Yep. Now the Bills still have a shot. I mean, they lost two in a row in really embarrassing fashion. And both of those games, they got crushed in. But they're still five and four. There's still a little bit of hope there. But I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much hope there, especially when you've got you know some other teams around that you feel have a little bit more talent that could turn it on like the Oakland Raiders. Well, the, the Dolphins have two left with the Patriots. They have two left with the Bills. They have the Chiefs. Their next ball game, uh, the Buccaneers. So you would think they'd be in that one. The Buccaneers not being that great. So probably uh, I'd say I'd give them 50-50 chance to win that one. That's it at their house. And and they have the Broncos as well. So um, – I think the Dolphins maybe they can are, win two more. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe uh, the Dolphins are done in my opinion. So really, I mean, it comes down to you know who that who these wild card teams are going to be in the AFC, and I mean, there's really not a lot of great options. So you know, the division winners right now, yeah. three of them you have a pretty good idea about in the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. Got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've lost what three out of four at this point, but I still feel pretty good about them winning that division. Still a two-game lead on Oakland. And now they you, have the Giants. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. right, exactly. And they've got the Giants coming up. That should be 7-3. and three. 
for them. Are we going to actually get two teams in the AFC South going to the playoffs? Because you got the Titans and the Jaguars right now mm-hmm. at six and three. So they're right now in the driver's seat when it comes to one of those wild cards. And now you got to figure out who that other team is going to be. Yeah. You know, so it's Bills, Ravens, Raiders are the three candidates that have the best shot out of them. And I, I mean, I would probably, I would give the advantage to the Raiders, but I mean, what a disappointing season they're having. So, I mean, it just shows you that once you start getting to that sixth playoff spot in either conference, generally it's going to be a team that stinks nowadays, <laughs> right? I mean, that's really the point that we're getting to here. I, I mean, maybe it won't happen in the NFC. It probably won't happen in the NFC this year, but in the AFC, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a, a team that uh, barely gets in. They, they they limp into the playoffs, but they're happy to be there. I mean, we've seen teams go on runs when they get in there, though. But we'll have to see who that team's going to be. But they won't enter the playoffs with a lot of fanfare and a lot of hope and expectations. Yeah, and then you've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the NFC with six wins or more. And one, two, three, four, five of those have seven wins or more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that conference is shaping up to be a lot better conference, isn't it? That, that, that is a difficult conference. That's the SEC West uh, right there. So, uh, yeah. That, and I that, didn't never thought that it was going to shape up into that early on in the season. Uh, I was like, everybody in the NFC is no good. Yeah, you did say that. I, I mean, recall that. Yeah. But who knew? <laughs> who knew that the Eagles would be this dominant? Who knew that the Vikings could be this good with some of the mm-hmm. injuries that they suffered? The Saints winning seven in a row. Who had that? No one. At 0-2. No one. Cam Newton looked lost like a shell of himself. He was making more controversies than he was touchdown passes. Yeah. The Rams with a turnaround that they have had. This Nobody saw this no coming. One, no one uh, could have seen it. Uh, coming and and Cam Newton, we'll see how his his demeanor is always great when he when he wins. How will he react now once they face some more adversity? Hopefully, he'll stay even keel. I, I doubt that's the case if you look at his track record. But you're correct. I, I, the Eagles, while they got out of the gate and Carson Wentz looked uh, looked pretty damn good as a a rookie a year ago, he ran out of gas. That team ran out of steam, and and so they don't make the playoffs now. Uh, he's learned uh, from from a season ago, and and he has a better grasp of the playbook. And, and he's a leader on that offensive side of the ball. And defensively, they're just off the charts right now. Uh, so uh, you know, sitting there with eight and one record, uh, definitely uh, the leaders in the NFC. But the Vikings, we knew they had a good defense. We were concerned about their offense, and now all this chatter about you know who's going to be the quarterback. We know who the quarterback is. Leave that alone. It should be no discussion uh, there. It should be Case Keenum. Uh, so and, and the Rams, just a, what, what a difference a coach makes. We made this comment yesterday. What a difference McVay coming over to Sean McVay coming over and, and really coaching up this quarterback. And he's, he went and made moves. He got receivers who weren't doing anything uh, there in Buffalo. Uh, much maligned with coaching change after coaching change. Robert Woods back playing in the stadium. He played in as a collegian uh, there at USC. And you look at him the last few weeks taking off. Sammy Watkins taking off. So everyone is playing a part. All the moves they've made on the offensive line. Uh, going to get the big boy out of Cincinnati. Uh, Whitworth, I believe his name. Uh, the big tackle. Uh, so they, they have made the right moves, and apparently they have the right coach, and it's working out for the Rams. Yeah, and it's so amazing every year how seasons can change in a couple of weeks, and there's going to be even more of that. Now, the old, I've, I think we played this on the show before, one of my favorite John Facenda lines, Uh-oh. which is, hopes that were high uh. in the heat of September mm-hmm. wilt and die in the chill of November. Mm. If we haven't played it, we need to play it. 
love Jonathan Simmons. I think we tried voice. looking it up and couldn't find it uh, a couple years ago. It may be a season one of Geo oh. and Jones. Could have been season two of no, Geo and knows? Jones. I don't know. Yeah. Hopes that were high. Doesn't get any better than that. That was a season two moment, Mike. You and sure? We, we weren't able to I find it. I think he's guessing. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. He, I don't know if he's guessing or I, not. I believe so. Yeah, he, 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 boom, Pete would find it just like that if it was season two. Well, I think. Season one, maybe not. Yeah. I don't even know if we were able to find it. That's the thing, because they get that uh, NFL Films music stuff has got such like a big licensing oh, yeah. thing yeah. on it that you got to yeah. sit there and mm-hmm. and like buy the everything. You came in here and we combed through it and couldn't find it. Yeah, oh, is that what that. it was? Yeah, yeah no, I combed do. through it, huh? Yeah. Mm. So I'll, I'll just snags. say it again. So do you remember the line? Because we yeah, can recreate it. It, it, it was, uh, and I'll be the sad trumpet in the background. All them hopes and thoughts your ass had in September, they was high. But in December, no. it's cold as <laughs> no, man. polar bears toes, no, 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 and no. they die. No, no, that's not. See, that's not it. That's not what he said. No, no, no. no what did no. he say, man? No, I'll do it. All right. I think that was it. You do the sad right, music now. Ready? Go ahead. Hopes that were high in the heat of September wilt and die in the chill of November. See, that sounded good, right? Oh, I was listening. I was <laughs> you were checking me. I was yeah. You I were was checking yourself to, out. I was about to make that NFL film music my music. You yeah. were smelling yourself. Mm, oh yeah, feeling myself. Oh, that's great, there. There you go. Mm. Hopes that were high. In the heat of September, mm-hmm. wilt and die mm. in the chill of November. Mm. He ain't lying. You've oh. got Jay Cutler as your quarterback and an offensive line coach making videos of himself doing That's why drugs. the old line coach was getting high. He Jay Cutler. And sending them to a hooker. Well, you need something to take your mind off of Jay Cutler. Hopes that were high when Ryan Tannehill were healthy, wilted and died with lines of drugs in a meeting room. <laughs> Take that, NFL Films. Yeah. Coming <laughs> up next. that. <laughs> More public Thursday night football bashing. Come on. And it comes from another NFL superstar. A bogus update, that story, and more. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. Man, got a lot of action there with play-by-play this time. No no high hopes for them? You say in a surprise. Uh, It was mostly sarcastic, but yeah, no, uh, not not the highest of expectations. All right. All right, Bogish. Well, I'm sorry that you have to do this job now because I know yeah. how excited you get with your play-by-play yeah, stuff. No, this gonna, is just a total letdown for you. I'm going to push through. Okay, good. Because You're, I'm a professional. You are a pro. Yes. You are a pro. And I get to be with Mike, so that's always a plus. <laughs> yes. The uh, the bastion of hope that he is. <laughs> exactly. You, when you Glad see to him, help you. When you see him every day. You know, you walk in, you Brightens look like, yeah. with a smile. I yeah. mean, could you not? This is seriously. I mean, he's just beaming. This is why we do this. <laughs> and Brian's texting right now. Yeah. All the hard work has paid off. Uh, so before Monday Snitch. Night Football, there was Monday afternoon. Could have been a tweet. Sorry. <laughs> Still a snitch. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Man. Michael Buscaglia. That was very nice, Mike. 
I mean, maybe maybe something serious, you know? He's got like 10 houses. Maybe was, something is a <laughs> water heater problem or something. In one of them. I have that. It's being replaced Wednesday. Actually, you did, yeah, you did tell me that. That's right. That's where I got that from. <laughs> yep. So? Somebody could be buying Halloween costumes again. You oh, know, or, my or goodness. sneakers from Payless Shoes. Is that what it's called? What is it? Payless Shoes? Yeah, store? it was yeah. Payless Shoes. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two mm. most recent times, high-profile times, yeah. that Brian had his identity stolen. And uh, people love stealing Brian's identity for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have I, it. I got a few ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, you were uh, saying? I was. So before yeah. Monday Night Football, there was Monday afternoon politicking. NFL owners reportedly sending a cease and desist text message <laughs> to Jerry Jones over his campaign against Roger Goodell's new contract. Compensation Committee Chairperson Arthur Blank issuing a statement to deny Jones's allegation that other owners are being misled about negotiations with the commissioner. Nata Carolina and that Panther route. In the shotgun is a quarterback. Newton runs out of the pocket, runs to the numbers, runs to the sideline, throws a pass. It's a diving catch on the side of the end zone, caught by McCaffrey. It is a touchdown for Carolina. A two-yard Acrobatic touchdown reception for Christian McCaffrey. Who also scored on the ground against the Dolphins. Kevin Harlan had the call on Westwood 1. The Panthers ran for 294 yards, 95 of those from Cam Newton, who also threw for three uh, for four scores as Carolina dropped Miami 45-21. Tight end Ed Dixon had a message for the rest of the league on our Pharrell on the bench. When our offense run the ball like that, it was a lot of guys that contributed in our, in our running game. Run like that, it's hard for any team to stop us like that. If he throws four touchdowns, it's dang near and, and, and uh, unbeatable. Unbeatable. The Panthers stay mm. one game behind the Saints in the loss column atop the NFC South. Giants ownership issued a statement yesterday to show support for head coach Ben McAdoo. They will wait till after the season to make any changes. Vikings. I you going to say to fire him. Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer says he will name his starting QB tomorrow for Sunday's game with the Rams. Chargers QB Phillip Rivers is now in the concussion protocol. Wyoming QB and future first-round pick Josh Allen's day-to-day with a right shoulder injury suffered against Air Force last weekend. The Sixers, a 109-105 win at Staples Center last night, 32 points, 16 rebounds, and a career-high 36 minutes for Joel Embiid. Six straight losses now for the Clippers, but guard Austin Rivers says they will be fine. We're a good team. We're going to be a playoff team. I have no doubt in my mind we will. I still think we'll be fourth, fifth seed. Keeping expectations low, just going to be you know middle of the road. <laughs> Not going to go crazy and hope for a top three seed. I've wow. never heard anybody yeah. say that yep. ever. Like, like, just want to be. We're going to be middle of the pack, yep. man. And that's where we, that's what we dreamt of. Like when everybody showed up in camp, like we were thinking right there. Like mediocrity is like where we want to be. Yeah. Hey, Number five, he's embraced it. Yeah. <laughs> this no, is who great. We are. I think I think it's awesome, but it just it's not something you hear a lot of. Yeah, you guys have seen the Spurs and the Warriors, right? Yeah, we're not them, so <laughs> we'll, we'll be there. Don't hopefully worry. Hopefully for five. Uh, college hoops, eighth ranked Florida took care of Gardner Webb somehow, one sixteen seventy four. Number twenty five Baylor beat Texas. A&M Corpus Christi hook them 70 no, 46. Hook them. Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger unanimously chosen as rookies of the year. Bellinger, the second straight Dodger and the 18th overall to win the award. And the Calgary Flames outscored the Blues last night 7 4. Boys? Oh, I just got some confirmation on some stuff there. That's why it took me a second. Uh, thanks, Bogish, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the guy who. Did you see the LeBron video on the subway? 
No, I did not. So LeBron is on the subway with the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers mm-hmm. take the subway after their morning shoot-around back yep. to their hotel because they didn't want to take a 45-minute bus ride because the traffic was so bad. Mm-hmm. So LeBron is Snapchatting and putting stuff up on the uninterrupted or whatever the hell that thing is, and he starts filming a guy next to him on the subway. Uh-oh, what was the guy doing? No, Nothing. He mm. was just sitting there being a New Yorker. And the guy gets all upset, puts his hand in the camera, and gets up and walks away. Now, initially, I thought that this was like a member of the Cavaliers team. I don't know. A PR guy, marketing guy, security guy. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who was playing around. Because I'm like, who would not know LeBron and get upset about that? But it turns out the guy was real. The guy was legitimately ticked off. He didn't know what was going on or who LeBron was. Right. And Mikey B just booked him on the show. Mike found that guy and booked him on the show. How'd you find that guy for seven twenty five? Don't give away. Moved it to seven twenty just to be safe. Don't don't give earlier. Don't give away your sources. How'd you find it? I'll tell you off the air. Oh, okay. I don't want anybody right. else to. That's pretty good. Look at money, Mike. Look Making at him, moves. Man. Yeah, not bad. It's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> he found that man. Mm-hmm. And obviously a New Yorker, so 725 is not something that's, or 720 is not too early for him. <laughs> Did you go over the time zones with him, Mike? Did you- <laughs> he's, on his, he's on his way to a local Fox in New York, so I, oh, I re- believe oh. that he knows it's Eastern. Oh, wow. So oh, he's, wow. he's a star? Just He'll be in the... He in- don't- <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Brian. <laughs> That's you know what? I, I will worse. interrupt you. He's in the car driving to his TV spot at 8, so 720 works well Brian for him. Brian needs to go on the uninterrupted himself just to be able to get his thoughts out here. 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central. Yeah. Mike's like, now, is the Upper East Side also Eastern time? Because we're down here. Wait a minute, here. it's the West Side. Uh. <laughs> 6 p.m. Eastern, right. 5 Central. <laughs> so we're on the west side. Are we a different time zone than you? Is it 1, 2, 1, yeah. 2, now or is, just 2, 1, 2? Is Midtown Central time? <laughs> or, well, anyway, sorry. Wow, Mike. Central <laughs> time. That was season one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and bled into season two a little. That's, Eastern time. It's pretty good, man. It's amazing uh, when you take a PR person... Or like any team personnel out of the equation, Mike can book somebody. Yeah, but if there's a middle person standing in the way, that is interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, I wonder have, why that get is. Away, get away from the gatekeepers, man. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why is that? I mean, do they not take you seriously? Are you better with people that are just normal everyday people as opposed to professionals? <laughs> like, well, there's got to be something. <laughs> you don't to know that. better. <laughs> <laughs> a combination of factors, I think. For one. I'm better with people just one-on-one. You're good with people, I'm as you good told with us people. the other yeah, day. Yeah, I am. Number yeah. two. The, the PR person is a person. That's people. But they Excuse are the me, gatekeeper sir? for something. But they're for people. Exa- for example, I was trying to book a couple of Steelers this week, all right? They have a game Thursday night. They can't do anything. I don't think that has anything to do with no, me. No, it doesn't. I'm not saying that. I mean, they were very complimentary. They got back to me. Everything was okay. cool. Complimentary? Yeah. Like, very nice. <laughs> this is an awesome email, man. You really constructed it well. But Mikey no. B. <laughs> the email is well constructed. I had Bogus write it for me two years ago, and I've kept it. It's worked. There you go. It's the same template. Yeah, every template. Well, the template, yeah. yeah. And then it changes based on We're, we're a brand new sports talk show. <laughs> <laughs> we're the new TBD. We could do a, uh, a, a you know a voice for this, too. Like, hello, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is Mike Viseglia. <laughs> yeah, I would right. like to book Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> 
<laughs> Rothelsberger. What is everybody having today? <laughs> for the Titan Steelers game <laughs> on Thursday. Thanks for the time. When you guys play the Titans. <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> on, ter- on Thursday. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, I'm still trying to understand you can deal with certain people, but not other people, considering it is their job title. It is. Co- yeah. I mean, he, think about all these people that he's found without a PR person. Right. It really is an impressive list. You think about the Transloterras guys in Latvia. Yep. That Jody Nash who yep. got lost. That one on, was tough. No, um, that fell asleep at the, at the, at the racetrack. Right. Yanka uh, Jordo from uh, that's the Olympics. Right. The woman who sang the Olympics. You were off that whole time, mm-hmm. and then you uh, you eventually ended up knowing the deal. But that song, remember that song with the oh, Olympics? Yeah, yeah. If okay, you smoke a cigarette, Rio. then you stop. Or kick your ass out yeah. of the lot. Uh, whatever that was. The tennis play-by-play guy when the people were uh, oh, hooking up. Oh, they were hopping, yeah. Yeah, that's Down right. Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one, too. The um, the guys, the Finnish, in... the Finnish play-by-play guy. Right. Oh, the, yeah, him. Yeah, sports are happening. Yeah. Him. And somebody in Asia, right? A Japanese. Oh, yeah. And the, oh, the pool Naoki guy. Oi. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was he again now? <laughs> you remember Naoki Oi? Which yeah, you but what, why did we have? Him it was, he played pool or something, didn't he? Yeah. Billiards. He was he would won a billiards championship, I believe, and did something. Yeah, he must. He have done. did something though yeah. that made him unique. Yeah. Sports yeah. happening. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. And then you but found those are this people, guy. Though. I mean, this so guy you, on the subway. You talk to people, right? Yeah. PR people, just people. Man, like if you teamed up with another producer, you guys would be great. You know, like <laughs> if you and like Klug got together. Because Klug probably doesn't have that type of... He probably couldn't get the guys you get, right? Mm-hmm. I can't speak for Adam. <laughs> but probably not. Uh, speaking of the Steelers, because I teased this and I'm supposed to get to it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger hates Thursday night football. Duh. What a revelation. And he was on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan with the great Andrew Filipponi and Ron Cook in his Ben Roethlisberger show weekly spot. And uh, this is what he had to say about it. Yeah, it's miserable. It's terrible. They need to get rid of this game, I think. Just play on Mondays and Sundays. Um, you know, it's so tough on guys. You're, you're beat up. You're banged up. It's a very violent physical game that we play. And, um, and I know both teams are going through it, so I'm not just speaking on our side. I'm sure the Titans will say the same thing, and everyone else has played this Thursday night said the same thing. You've you, you got to let your body recover a little bit. Um, you've got to give yourself – I mean, even a week – you're still not fully recovered by, by Sunday to Sunday. I mean, you still are dealing with bumps and bruises, and things just continue to build up throughout the season. When you go on such a short week, um, man, it's just it's, it's not good. I, I don't know many players that like it. Um, it it's a tough thing to do, but, um, you know, we're just we got to do what the league says. Now, I don't know how the breakdown works, but the extra revenue that the NFL gets from, and we talked about the triple dip, CBS, mm-hmm. NBC, and Amazon, you know, what percentage of that goes to the players, you know? And it's tough because each guy is individual and contracts, but, like, with the TV deals, like, how much of a cut of that eventually works its way back to... I don't know, but a, a, a significant portion, I would believe, because if you take away those games and and, and the, the monies associated with those games from the broadcasting rights... Uh, that's your your salary cap is going to take a hit. So I understand where Ben's coming from. All the other players who have spoken out, even Richie Incognito, they are all correct from a physical, mental standpoint. Your body has not recovered, and 
as we said a week ago, if it's a traditional Thanksgiving game, there's a lot of adrenaline that's surrounding a holiday, and 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 you're you're so uh, you you're stoked because of knowing the history of that game, and 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 you got family around and all that stuff. So a lot of others. Uh, situations or, or circumstances that are associated with it, and, and, and so that helps carry you through it. Uh, but when it's just a, a, your guard variety Thursday night game, and, and especially this late in the season, no, that's why those guys who check out that schedule and they see when they they're they're now. I mean, we used to do this back then. We used to, how many grass games do we have? Yeah, <laughs> how many teams are going to be on grass? Because this is back when you played on that. Basically, it was concrete, little turf over the concrete, but it was grass games. And I'm telling you right now, guys will look. When do we play our Thursday night game? And if it's earlier in the season, the better. And, and the happier you are. Because late like this, uh, it, it is so difficult. And, yes, as Ben said, both teams have to deal with it. But that still doesn't mean uh, your body uh, is feeling right. Uh, just because that other guy across from you has to deal with it, you have to find a way to push on through. And, and on the other side of it, if you get through unscathed and, and hopefully you have a victory, you have 10 days to recover from that game. But it's so difficult at this time of year especially. You know what I'd like to hear just once from a player? Yeah, we don't like it, but we've known for months and months and months that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And over the last couple of weeks, we've made preparations to make sure we're in the best shape possible. If I had my druthers, I'd love to not play the game, but we know we have to play it. And uh, everybody's got to play one, and we're no different than those teams. We're going to go out there and win the game. Yeah, just once. As as difficult as it's going to be, especially this late in the season, as banged up as we are, and everyone is once you get into November. uh, It is what it is, so we're going to go out and play as hard as we can, as best as we can, and, and hopefully get a W and also come out of it unscathed. This is the Naoki Oi stuff we were talking about, because I can't remember a damn thing about this. Mikey B booked this guy from Japan, and we had him on the show It was somehow. a celebration, wasn't it? Something about his celebration? Um, you are. On t- is that what it has to do with? If he's right about this, Brian just, really just reaching into the depths of his memory that usually I, doesn't and, exist. And it's, it hurts to do that. <laughs> Even you remembered he played yeah. billiards somehow. I think it was billiards. Yeah, wow. All right, well, this is the audio from Naoki. Is this not him with us, but the reason we had him on, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the reason we had him on. All right, this is the reason we had him on. We thought you'd won it a couple of racks before you did win it. Mm. My name is Naoki Oi. Today, very lucky. Congratulations, me! Yay! English, a little. No problem. Only so. So, um, <laughs> so you had that shot to win it, and then you kind of recreated it for the crowd afterwards. When that shot didn't go in, did you think, I might have blown it here? Ah, uh, I have a pen. I have an apple. That's right. Oh, eat apple pen. That's right. I remember it out of the apple. I have an apple. I've got a pen. I've yeah. got an apple pen or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> yeah. All right. There it is. We're back. We we're remember. whole now? Yeah, we remember now. Yeah, it was a go. great booking, Mike. You did a nice job with that. So you Thanks. can get that dude in, in Japan, and and that's fine. You can call halfway around the world and get folks, but PR people. I'm still I'm stumped on that one. Brick Mike. wall. Yeah. We've, brick had, wall. we've had guests on through PR people. Okay, but you you said you struggle with them. You admit I'm that. average. I think I'm, oh, you I just excel. This, mm. the you're title great, the you're great at this. Yeah. This is my... Um, but the title, that title gets Wheelhouse. Or... That's the word. Just the fact that they have that associated with their name. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. I mean, okay. his, his wheelhouse is finding random people who are getting their 15 minutes of fame. 
Cool. You are the Andy Warhol producer. You find that uh-huh. person very, very easily. There you go. We're coming right back. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. When current, soon-to-be ex-Nebraska head coach Mike Riley says, <laughs> we've had very few issues except for the games. And do you think that he's being facetious, or do you think that he really does believe that the team has been okay? It's just that the results in the games haven't been. They have not very been good. okay. Uh, they have not, and, and he can ramble on as long as he wants. Uh, it's been confusing. His defensive coordinator, Mike Diaco, some of his uh, statements have been confusing. And what do you say when you're in a situation like this? Uh, Mike Riley is one of. The, uh, those guys that a lot of people like in this business, but uh, the results have not been there, and I think his days are numbered, especially with a new AD coming in there, uh, the gentleman from Washington State. So uh, they won't take this for long there in Nebraska, and two games to uh, possibly get to a bowl game, but I don't think they get there. They have, they're at Penn State this weekend, Ooh. and uh, you know Minnesota just ran roughshod over them. I think over 400 yards rushing. Minnesota. 400 yards rushing on a Nebraska team. Uh, something's amiss in a big way there, and uh, they need to correct it, and they need to correct it immediately. Those are some of the uh, the most loyal fans you'll ever meet. I remember they whipped our ass when I was at UCLA my, my sophomore year, and, and Troy Aikman, they beat him every which way but loose, and, and that's when I knew Troy Aikman was a tough SOB because uh, he kept getting up. But uh, they, they whipped us, and then as we were leaving the field, they gave us a standing ovation. I mean, some of the most polite fans you'll ever meet, especially after they stomp you. And the new athletic director there at Nebraska, Bill Moose. Bill Moose. He said that Mike Riley deserves to finish the 2017 yeah. season. Who else would? Who would so, want to finish that? Don't make me the interim coach. <laughs> mm. Ron, I, don't, I don't need that on my resume. Let him. Sop up all this depression. Yeah. uh, And then he can move on. Uh, All right. Another head coach that has been in the news is one that's having a good season and is desirable once again. And our own CBSSports.com, Dennis Dodd, wrote a column about it. And he said, it is now time for Dan Mullen to move on and leave Mississippi State. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. And... The path that you take in a situation like that is not an easy decision because you're in a place that loves you. You're in a place that has job security. You know you're going to have success there. You're making a whole lot of money. You're comfortable. And then you leave a place like that to go to a place where they put coaches in wood chippers, potentially, like Florida being one of them, and then you look back and say, I had a really good thing going, and I mentioned how it reminds me of the college basketball coaches that stayed in one place for a very, very long time before taking other jobs, Mm -hmm. like Shaka Smart, Brad Stevens, Greg Marshall, who still hasn't left. Uh, Another name comes to mind, college football guy, and Bill Snyder, who stayed in one place for a very, very long time. Uh, So, I mean, I always think that if you go and you go to a place like Florida and win and bring back the glory to that program, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing thing. But it's a difficult decision because he's got a gig that's just 
perfect for well, him. Well, he's got a gig, but his name was connected with other jobs. It was uh, widely reported, or maybe not widely reported, but uh, definitely uh, well-known uh, in, in the sports media circles that uh, he had thrown his, his name in the hat for the Miami job prior to Mark Rick uh, taking over at his alma mater. So he's been looking for a way out of really? Stark Vegas uh, for some time now. And uh, that, that's a program. It's difficult to hang on to coaches. And, and, and so here's a guy who's still – how old is Coach Mullins? Maybe 46, 47. He's still relatively young. And, 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 and so you're, you're talking about a guy – that has coached some pretty good quarterback Alex Smith when he was at Utah. Of course, he had uh, Tebow and, and the guys there at, at Florida when he was winning national titles along with Urban Meyer. And now uh, the success he has enjoyed from time to time at, at uh, Mississippi State and the quarterbacks he's coached up there. Dak Prescott comes to mind. And of course, what he's doing currently with Nick Fitzgerald. And they almost knock off Alabama. So is, is he uh, the sexiest name out there? Maybe not. But is, is he a coach that uh, is definitely hot? Uh, yeah, maybe third best team in the a- a- SEC West, the toughest division in all of college football uh, right now. And he knocks off LSU uh, there at his house. He almost knocks off Alabama. And they did have some tough losses at Georgia and at Auburn. But uh, he he knows, it seems as though uh, he knows what he's doing when it comes to quarterbacks and offense. And they haven't had any offense at Florida. And, and he the current uh, A.D. Strickland, uh, he was at Mississippi State. So there's a relationship there. Uh, maybe they... they uh, hitch their wagons together once again. Or, you know, I'm sure Tennessee would want to talk to him as well. So offensively speaking, yeah, he's one of the best coaches out there right now. If you had your pick of the litter with these jobs right now, Florida, Tennessee, Nebraska, and potentially Texas A&M, mm. where would you go? Brian Jones, the mm. hot coaching candidate. Tennessee, Florida. Nebraska, mm. Texas Nebraska. A&M. Where are you going? You got all four right in front of you. So. I'm probably going to Tennessee. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'd probably take the the, the job there. That's wow. uh they're, they're going to throw however much cash you need uh, at that program, and uh, you're going to have nice facilities. you got a stadium that seats over 100,000 right now, so I'd take Neyland Stadium over Ben Griffin Stadium there in, in Gainesville, uh, you know, probably more so because of – the the amount of people you can pack into that joint. So Tennessee would be be my gig. I can't believe that this is still a thing, but you can put a bet in on who's going to be the next Tennessee head coach and the favorite this morning, John Gruden. Still it's not going to be. Still. Plus, you can fly right into Knoxville, I believe. Whereas those other places, gotta no, can't. <laughs> I'll just say that. That's part of your decision. Yeah, man, I gotta have some international travel. You know. All right, Gio and Jones coming back with some LeBron talk on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.